Welcome to the Flint Citadel's podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps. Oh, my God. 
together. Father God, thank you so much for the energy that you provide with your son that uh, has shown through the world. Help us to be enjoying of the warm weather that we have been given. Help us to uh, warm our hearts for all that see us, Lord. Let them see you in us. And as they see you, Lord, let them question, well, how, how can it be that you're so upbeat? And then give us the opportunity to witness of your love and your saving grace, Lord, as we worship together here today. For it's for you, Lord, that we do all these things. Amen. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm just a little compulsive about certain things. Wow, I thought I was going to get a big <clears throat> about that, especially from uh, somebody in the back back there. But uh, I, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who likes to make lists, and I like to get organized and have a typed-up itinerary for trips that I take, and I like to put things in neat and clean order. And then in other areas of my life, I'm just a sloppy mess. Just a mess. But one of the things that I like to be fairly uh, neat and concise about, if, if it's at all possible, is the law that is laid out in this good book. And that's what this piece of scripture talks about. Psalm 119, starting at the 97th verse. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. You see, God makes us wiser if we just stick to his word. We have an advantage over those who haven't yet, haven't yet grabbed a hold of that and accepted it as truth. We have an advantage because we have that faith that's going to point us towards the Holy Land, my friends. He's going to give us that golden road and that mansion in heaven. And frankly, if you're not paying attention to what this is, if you've never heard the word, it's not your fault. But if you've heard the word and you choose to ignore it, well, then you're a fool. But if you've heard the word and you're ready to grab a hold of it, then you're all the wiser for it. Because true wisdom is not just in hearing it, but in applying it. Let's worship together. As you stand as we continue singing and worship to our God and our Savior. If you're interested in finding out what the, uh, where, the, where the writer came up with these, uh, these words, it's found in Isaiah 6, uh, chapters 1 through 8. And it says, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each were six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one, each other, one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And I thought that was so awesome because sometimes when we think of holiness, we think of a few things. We think of um, you might think of the wrath of God, like God is a holy and just God. When you think of holiness, you might think of the blessings that come from living a holy life um, under a holy God. Or you might think um, about God's sacrifice of his son. And I would just challenge you to um, think about holiness as we continue to study it in, uh, in Timothy. And uh, look, look for things that you, know, you might not necessarily be putting in that, in that mix, things that you might be leaving out of ways that you view God or ways that you don't view God and, and try to really seek to understand um, as much as you can um, what, a holy, what, what a holy God God is 
So we're going to sing Holy as the Lord. scripture this morning is 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 through chapter 4 verse 5. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. 
I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort, and with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. May Lord bless his word. Scripture tells us in Colossians chapter 1, May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father, who has enabled you to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people who live in the light. On the back page of your order of service today, you will see a note about the Earl Newtown Sustaining Fund and a way to honor our inheritance by placing a memorial listing in the Thanksgiving concert program. Cards for this purpose are located in the narthex. However, time is flying, and there are only two more Sundays before the program goes to the printer. Our theme for the 75th annual Thanksgiving concert will be celebrating the service of the Salvation Army in 111 countries. Former Genesee County Commander Major Gary Felton and his wife, Major Karen Felton, former Beecher Corps officer, are now serving in Kingston, Jamaica. Majors John and Nancy Mowers, our former Corps officers, have served in Costa Rica and are now in Argentina. So we here at Flint Citadel have a deep interest in the missionary service of the Salvation Army, as Major Eva Coleman will remind us in just a few moments. What is the motivation for individuals to answer the call to missionary service? The answer, the love of Jesus and the promise of eternal life with him. That is the message of the simple song, Jesus Loves Me.
expression of God's love. The grace of God, the word of God, revealed to us. Jesus, God's holiness displayed, now disclaimer that this morning's message is sponsored by the American Egg Association. So um, it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of talk about eggs. Um, some people have said that the egg is nature's perfect food. Think about it. Eggs come already individually wrapped in a hard protective shell. And inside of an egg it is loaded with protein, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, and um, eggs are also naturally low in sodium. Did you know that? Inside of one egg are 13 essential nutrients, and that's all inside of the yolk. They may even be able to provide protection against some very specific diseases, such as heart disease, cancer, and um, diseases of the eye. Um, this has just been found out in some recent studies, confirmed again. The egg has been an important source of nutrition and food throughout human history and across different cultures. Everywhere you find man, you find people eating eggs. Many people consider the, the chicken's egg to be nature's perfect health food. In fact, in many cases, the value of other foods are actually measured against the standard of an egg. In addition, eggs are inexpensive, easy to cook. I think they're delicious. 
and they fit into a healthy, well-balanced diet. Some even suggest that eggs are helpful in losing weight. What is certain is that eggs are the best protein money can buy. Dollar for dollar, ounce for ounce. The only food, in fact, that ranks higher in, in nutritive value is uh, mother's milk. In fact, uh, people in the forefront of the anti-aging movement believe that moderate egg consumption, like one egg a day, should be an integral part of an anti-aging diet. Look what it's done for me. You wouldn't believe that I'm 75 years old, would you? It's just amazing what eggs do. They are truly a wonder. They are at the same time exquisitely simple, and yet, if you study them, they're enormously complex. Truly, the egg is one of God's wonders, one of His marvels. Now, with all that eggs have going for them, you would think that uh, we'd be encouraged to include eggs in our diet. But you know, that's generally not the case lately. Eating eggs has been kind of vilified in some corners as being bad for you. It's kind of funny that such an amazing food has fallen on such hard times. Egg shells are also extraordinarily strong. We often think of eggs as being fragile. If you want to show something fragile, you, you put an egg on it and people know you have to be careful. You all know about Humpty Dumpty, right? Well, actually eggs are very strong if they're handled properly. You know, it's almost impossible to break an egg. I'm not going to try this, but it is. If you hold it end to end and you try to squeeze it, it's almost impossible. If someone wants to try after the meeting, take one outside. Um, that's because eggs form a natural arch. The shape of the shell is in a natural arch, which uh, adds to strength. That's the same structure that's uh, built into large buildings and bridges and cathedrals. They use this arch shape. They do a, an amazing job of distributing weight. And isn't it interesting that God has placed this wonderful design in the chicken egg? Long before man decided to design buildings, God had designed that strength into the egg. Once again, eggs are simply amazing. Now, whether you happen to be an egg lover or not, you have to admit that eggs are nutrient and protein rich. There's a lot packed inside of the shell of an egg. In a similar way, God has packed another kind of nutrition into a different small package. In this case, I'm talking about spiritual, spiritual, spiritual nutrition, and He has packaged it into what we call the Bible, the Word of God. In fact, it's the extraordinary Word of God. I invite you to open your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. In this passage, Paul is wrapping up one of his last, if not the last, letter that he ever wrote. In it, he, he really gets down to business because time is short and he is expecting that soon he will, he will no longer be in this world. In the 15th verse of that third chapter, he writes this to Timothy. 
From childhood, you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now, the sacred writings that Timothy had been taught were what we call the Old Testament. Of course, we now have access to the completed Word of God with the inclusion of the New Testament, but Timothy would have been familiar especially with the Old Testament. But even, even with only the Old Testament, Paul was able to write that God's Word would give a person wisdom that leads to salvation in Christ. This is true spiritual nutrition. A major dose of wisdom is found in the Word of God. Note, however, that we aren't saved, however, by Bible study. But we are led to faith in Christ as we begin to understand God's plan of salvation as revealed in the pages of Scripture. You can even find that plan revealed in the Old Testament. There is no writing as rich in spiritual nutrients as the Word of God. You can read some great Christian books. There are books by the great saints of the church and there are modern books that um, are wonderful reading. But nothing can compare with the nutritional value of the Word of God. Don't neglect it in your diet. The Word of God gives us the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith in Christ. But God's Word doesn't stop there. Look at the the next verse, the 16th verse. It says there that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. The Word of God isn't just a collection of wise statements that teach us something about ourselves and something about God. This verse tells us that Scripture itself is actually inspired by God. The literal translation of that phrase is that all Scripture is God-breathed. That's why we call it God's Word. It's not Paul's Word. It's not Moses' words. It's God's Word. Yes, it was written by men, but it was men into whom God breathed that word. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21 makes this clear when it says, But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. So God is the author. He is the source. He didn't just inspire men to write like someone's inspired to write a a song or a poem or a book. He actually breathed this message into them. And then they put it down using their own words. It's not that God dictated and they were like zombies, but but God so uh, filled them with His word that what they wrote down accurately represents God's word for us. I said earlier that uh, mother's milk was the only thing more nutrient-rich than eggs. Well, it's no wonder that Peter writes in 1 Peter 2.2, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the Word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. Again, you grow in salvation through the reading of God's Word. You see, the Word of God is essential for spiritual growth. It's not an 
optional thing you can take on the, on the buffet line. It is essential. According to 2 Timothy 3.16, the Word is so spiritually nutrient-dense that it is good for teaching, for reproving, and for correcting. That's why the Bible is the most practical book you can read. Some people don't read their Bible as often as they should. They want to read something more, more practical, something that maybe they understand better. But the Bible teaches, corrects, reproves, rebukes, and encourages us. And the end of verse 16 tells us why it does this. It's for training in righteousness. In other words, the Word of God teaches us how to be righteous or how to be holy. So we're not only saved through the Word of God, it not only leads us to salvation, the word, through the Word we are also sanctified or made holy through that same Word of God. 2 Timothy 3.17 concludes chapter 3, summing it up by saying, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So the Word of God is our main source of spiritual nutrition. That's how God's designed us, and that's how God designed His Word. Like an egg, it packs almost everything we need into one package. As Romans 15.4 says, the Bible gives us encouragement and hope and was provided to us by God for our instruction. That's the purpose. Paul also warns us that like the egg, there will come a day when people will devalue this ultimate source of spiritual nutrition in favor of spiritual junk food. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. I believe that many in today's world have done just this. Just like many have replaced the good old egg here with Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms. Can you believe it? They have substituted the word of men and the word of women for the word of God because they like what they're hearing. They like the way people kind of soften things a little bit. In such a world, remember that the Word of God is the staple of your spiritual diet. It's not something to augment it. It is the main source. There is no other source of spiritual nutrition like it. It's like an egg. It's evangelistic. It took me a long time to work on this. It, it leads people to salvation. It's also a gracious gift. It's God's undeserved gift to us. And it promotes godly living. It teaches us about righteousness and righteous living. As I said, if you take an egg and you, you put pressure on each end, it's really hard to break, almost impossible to break. But if you put pressure on it sideways like this, it's really easy. You can, you can smash it in your hand and make a big mess. So it is with the Word of God. When God's Word is used properly, or I should say improperly, it can say almost anything you want it to say. You can, you can twist it around. You can pull some verses out of context to, to
to support what you want it to support. You can water it down and say, well, it really doesn't mean what it's saying. Here's what it, it really means. You can make it weak. And there are people who make the Word of God weak in their own lives, in their own churches. Or you can use it as God intended, and it becomes a rock that you can stand on, a rock that can bear the pressures of life in this real world. Used properly, it is the foundation of our faith. Used improperly to tickle our ears, it loses power and instead leaves our lives a mess. The choice is completely ours. Will we live according to the Word of God? Will we use it as our source of spiritual nutrition? Or are we more interested in what man has to say? Which is it for you? Is the Word of God the foundation on which you stand, on which you are building your life, the source that makes you wise unto salvation, that instructs you in holy living? Or is it something that you kind of twist and massage to fit your lifestyle so you can live life the way you want without feeling too guilty? This morning, you may think that I'm exaggerating, but I want you to know that God's Word is extraordinary. I hope uh, some of the examples I've shared will help you to realize how the Word of God can support the weight of your life. There is no problem. There is no trial, no matter how extreme. Nothing too small, nothing too big for the Word of God to handle. But if you simply toy around with it, when it suits your purposes, or when life gets difficult and you go, oh, maybe I better read the Bible. Or like on Sunday mornings when you get your spiritual dose of nutrition, then you'll be the one left with egg on your face in the day that you stand before the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. Before you exit this sanctuary, determine to make the Word of God the foundation for your life. Read it. Meditate on it. Learn about Christ. Learn about holy living in its pages. Allow it to transform your mind and your heart. And then take your stand firmly upon the Word of God. It will support you if you handle it correctly. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Bursley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.